You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Another episode of Unapologetic, and I am your host, Stacey Smith. And of course, I'm joined by my wonderful co host, Mr. Rayshawn Payne. Hey, Hello, hey, hey. Rayshawn. What's going on? It's been a minute. I know. Happy Welcome New Year, back. everybody. Yes, Happy yeah. New Year. We made it. We made it. Sorry we missed yeah. you guys last month. Rayshawn and I have been really busy. Yeah, I know. Eh? Our 2019 has been like a lot of changes already. A whole lot. New job, new apartment. Yes. New, well, I moved. We, yeah. Yes. We, so, did, we got a you lot moved of new, too. right? Yeah. We, yeah. yeah, we actually moved on the same day. We which did. Is crazy. Right. Not together. Though. No, not together. No, not to, we've been there, done that. <laughs> Separately. <laughs> yes. She got hers, I got mine. Yes, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but we're doing good, though. We are. Yes, so I'm glad to see you. How is the new year treating you thus far? Uh, so far, so good. Just really busy. But, you know, that's a, kind of what I wanted Me for too. 2019. Good busy. Right, it's good busy, good busy. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely growth, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that, you know. Any New Year's resolutions? I don't know why we act like we don't talk every day. But any New Year's re- Well, we don't talk to the viewers, the listeners. So. Listeners, yeah. Yes, our listeners. So any, um, any New Year's? You know, I... I stopped doing New Year's resolutions a few years ago. And the reason why is because, let's just be honest, okay, I was not actually keeping up with them. I I, I didn't. And so Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to stop having these New Year's resolutions and I'm just going to create, you know, some goals for myself so that that pressure is not there. So I'll just, you know, have a goal for the year. So not necessarily, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Okay, my goal this year is to get healthier. Ah. So not to say lose 10 pounds, but just be healthier. So that way there's not so much pressure. So whether it's, you know, meatless Monday or maybe not, you know, eating that donut and having that piece of fruit instead, you know, every little bit helps. So that's what I'm saying. That's being healthier. That's a goal to be healthier versus putting the pressure of losing weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I got a New Year's resolution. Okay, let me hear it. Just to let it go. I'm Let just it letting it go. You know, we have a lot of stuff that we just hold on to. Mm-hmm. Let it go. This, yeah. So that's what I'm doing for 2019. I'm just letting it go. I like that. I like just, let it go. Just let it go. That's, let it that's, go. that's my mantra. That's So you can try to piss me off, but I'm just going to let it go. All right. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, we have definitely missed all of you. Absolutely. And we're... Glad to be here celebrating with you, you know, in 2019. We're, we're going to, you know, also oh, celebrate no. February. We're going to celebrate Black History Month. Absolutely. Also, it's a love month. Oh, yeah. All that, too. And no. so we got a shout out. We got a shout we out. We got a special shout out. We got to congratulate. Oh, yeah. Our engineer in our the engineer. building. Yes, love is in the yes, air. love is Isn't in the it? air. She got engaged. Yes, she did. So, yes. I did. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, Kate. Yeah, she's been blushing since she told us. I've been blushing just, for about how many years has it been? Just, <laughs> just, just red. Love it. No. It's love a beautiful it. thing. Love, love don't you love love? And then, like, right in time for Valentine's Day. I know. And see, he wasn't all cliche. I you know, know. He did it before, before Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Right. Well, so, we made up our own anniversary anyway, as we always pretended our anniversary was on the 10th of February because we just, you know, we started dating. So it wasn't like a set date. Like, uh, this is the day we became came in a relationship so okay. we just made our own and we always skip valentine's anyway 
But ah. he's gone this weekend because he's going down to Virginia to visit some families. So we were celebrating last weekend and just good moment that. came up, I guess. <laughs> well, good job. And everybody out there that's wondering, he did, he did good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's a rock. I'm yeah. impressed. <laughs> that's what I call putting a ring on it. Oh, yes. Good. Yes. Take notes, fellas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go yes. ahead. Put that nice ring on her finger. Mm-hmm. Just save up for it. Not that that's the most important thing, but come on. Let's just keep it real. We like to show it off. I'm about to say, you know, you lying. Now, now you know, if he came with a bold ass ring. You gonna be like, uh, yeah, but not with that ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. Uh, okay. I well, think I'm that bad. I, I love okay, the man, not the ring. I put it like this. You're not. You wouldn't say it, but you wouldn't have to. Everything else from face to body to just tone. No, nah, the words wouldn't be there, but everything else would be. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, again, shout out to Kate. Yes. On her and your, you. I don't know his name, but Kate's fiance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Him. What is his yeah. name, Kate? Dave. Dave. Shout out to Dave. Dave. Congratulations, yes. Dave. You got a good one. <laughs> you do. Yes, yes. All right. So let's hop into our entertainment and celebrity news. Uh, but before we do that, we'll talk about that. We're going to be talking about Black History Month. Yes. We're, we're going to be, be celebrating. Our innovators, our um, people who are like the first who did, like the people you don't talk about. You, Everybody knows about Martin Luther King. Everybody knows about Malcolm X. And everybody knows about, you know, Rosa Parks. But we're going to focus on the ones that you don't hear much about. You know, that deserves their shine, too, for Black History Month. Yes, yes, absolutely. So you're going to learn a little bit. A little history. A little history, but the unapologetic way. Yes, but first we're going to get into a little, you know, celebrity entertainment news. And, well, this is going to be interesting because when I tell you, it has been an interesting week. Let's start off with what has been on everyone's lips this week. 21 Savage. Hey, mate. (laughs) Really? Hello. What? See, Offset's going to get you, okay? I'm being wrong, y'all. Y'all don't know. I'll be Go ahead, Stacey. All right. So in case you've been living under a rock, uh, 21 Savage was actually um, arrested. Oh, arrested. Yes. He was arrested due to his immigration status. And apparently he was born in the U.K., and all of this time, no one knew this. Like, I thought he was from Atlanta. I think most of us thought he was from Atlanta. This is a textbook case of you think you know someone. You know, who who would have thought that? Like, all places in the world, if not Atlanta, the U.K. was the last place I would think he was from. But... Yeah. But yeah, he was actually arrested during uh, Super Bowl weekend, and oh. it's been a lot of controversy and where surrounding was Super Bowl this. this weekend. It was in Atlanta. in Atlanta. Now, everyone has been rooting for him to be released, um, you know, since he's been detained. And apparently, they're releasing new information regarding the arrest. According to TMZ, they're saying that he had a fully loaded Glock in his possession at the time of his arrest. Now, this is allegedly. Okay, we don't have any facts, but they're saying that he had a loaded gun on him when he was arrested. And his lawyer is stating that neither the gun nor the Dodge he was driving belonged to him. In addition, it's being reported that the documents say that the target of the operation was actually another rapper, Young Nudie, who was in a separate car driving alongside of 21 Savage. So... I don't know. It's so much going on regarding this story, but it is. And you know, if I can play uh, devil's advocate for just a moment here, 
Um, it is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make light of the situation. I'm not going to joke about the situation. And I hear a lot of people are saying, you know, this man, he did this and he did this. And, you know, he was a pillar of the community here. He gave this. He did everything but get citizenship. I mean, you have to but, put that out there. Come on, Stacey. Well, I, we don't know the details of this. Like, uh, we don't. But he's not legal. He knew he wasn't legal. That's what I'm saying. Like, we feel bad for these people, you know, that Lee that's been here for years who, you know, have families, who went to school, businesses, whatever the case may be. But you knew you had to get legal, right? I'm, I'm just, and, then, and I think the boy didn't have the money. <laughs> So don't, don't, now I can understand if you come here, you're poor because them immigration attorneys and all that can be costly. But th- he had it. Well, that that's all I'm saying. Like I feel bad, but at the same time, it's protocol. Well, you gotta follow the rules. A lot of people are, you know, standing behind him and they're supporting him. And one of those people is Offset from the Migos. Now. He and Chris Brown right now have a little, you know, beef going on because Chris Brown posted a meme of 21 Savage in which, you know, he was kind of making light of the situation a little bit. At least that's what it appeared to be. Mm. In which Offset commented and said, memes ain't funny, lame. And so, of course, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Brown Breezy. definitely responded. I so back now. to go ahead and just sum it up, because it's a long <laughs> paragraph, he basically said that he needs to worry about everything else that he has going on in his life. Oh, God. And which 21 Savage responded <laughs> with, Cokehead don't want the smoke. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. This is, wait, how 21 Savage responding to anything? You mean Offset? No, Offset. Did oh, I say 21 yeah, Savage? You said, I'm sorry, okay, guys. I'm about to say, how he. No, Offset <laughs> said. Cokehead. Cokehead doesn't want, want the smoke. smoke. That, that's yeah. that's a powerful uh, allegation right there, Mr. Offset. Uh, yes. Them, them fighting words. So, it, yeah. Wait, is Chris Brown, is he a Cokehead? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen him do that. I, I never I've seen it either. But again, maybe offsets know some we don't. All right. <laughs> now, speaking of Atlanta and Super Bowl weekend and more events that happened over mm-hmm. Super Bowl weekend. Because everything else was more eventful than the actual boring ass Super Bowl. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, <laughs> apparently, Bow Wow and mm-hmm. his girlfriend got into a domestic dispute. In which the cops were called, and looking at their mugshots, it, it looked like there was definitely an altercation. Now, I, I'm gonna be honest here. Bow Wow looked like he, he definitely like Ronnie in the Players Club. He was scratched up, like he got his ass whipped. She still looked pretty, but mm-hmm. that's not to say that there weren't you know some bruises that we couldn't see. But I couldn't see them on her face. I'll say that. But they were definitely visible on Bow Wow. Now, what my beef is, is now what if that was the other way around? Because mind you, don't you remember Rihanna looked just like Bow Wow did when Chris Brown whooped her ass? Mm-hmm. And we demonized him for years. We like, I still hold that against him. And she even let it go. But y'all, like some people still hold on to that. So we, you know, we demonized him and we rallied behind her. But now we clown Bow Wow. Like, I, I don't understand that. Isn't he a victim? Well, 
listen, Bow Wow's rep is saying that she was the aggressor in the situation. Now, this is clearly his <laughs> rep saying this. Um, but but the authorities did say that there were visible marks on the both of them. Now, although we can only see the scars on Bow Wow's mugshot, according to the authorities, there were visible um, bruises on uh-huh. both of them. And there is now a 911 tape that is out now um, in which she called 911 and said that her boyfriend had physically assaulted her. So it's it's a really sad situation. You know, at the end of the day, let's just keep our hands yes to ourselves. We, guys you know? have been always taught from like as a man, I've been taught as a little boy, you don't hit girls, you keep your hands to yourself. I think y'all need to get that lesson too. A lot of girls miss that lesson too. So while you're teaching boys not to hit girls, let's teach girls. Like you just said, Stacey, let's just teach everyone to keep them hands to themselves. Yes. And we'll be good. Because if you hit me, damn it, I'm hitting you back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next story. Now, one thing that also happened is that one of my favorite rappers was released from prison. DMX. <laughs> Doc Bay. Oh, er. Yes. Now, he is yeah. fresh out of prison, and he's not wasting any time getting back to work because he announced on Monday that he is going on tour to, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of his debut album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And that is what's up. Yes. Shouts out to DMX. Hopefully, he... Gets it together this time. Well, <laughs> according to Rolling Stone, the tour will kick off in Oklahoma City on March 8th, and the 32 date tour will hit other cities such as New York. Philadelphia, Houston, Phoenix, as well as the D. So hey. you guys have to go and check out, um, you know, on the website Did they if he's going to hit your city. If he's going to be with someone? Not yet? No, not yet. They okay. haven't released that information. But I'm looking forward yeah, to, you know, seeing DMX. Not low, a few years ago, believe it or not, I saw DMX in a concert. And I was afraid because, you know, he's kind of like him and Lauren Hill got that reputation of not showing up or showing wait, wait, up. Wait, wait, hold late. on. DMX has that reputation too? Yeah, a lot of people. Well, no, he's not the late. He just won't show up. He, he's had a reputation just being a no, no call, no show. So... We was all worried, like, holding our breath, like, is he even going to show up? He showed up, and he showed out. The brother still got it. And, like, this was, I want to say, 2015. So it wasn't that long ago. He, You could tell he had been drinking because the brother went out there and sang the theme song to the show, Fame, if anybody remembers that. I mean, we were just there for it. The lights came up, everything. Brother was still going. I think he went for a whole hour when his set was only supposed to be for a half. But... DMX gives you a show. That energy. He does. Yeah, so I definitely there for Darkman X. And it's been 20. Yeah. Damn, it is. Since we heard Stop, Drop, that song is 20 years old. That song is 20 years old. Shut them down, open up shop. Open up shop. First, we had them like, <laughs> that song is 20. We old. Well, we see you. You can speak for yourself. I mean, you know, we still in the house. We still look good. You know? mm-hmm. Right. But, you know. <laughs> Well, speaking of things that came out over 20 years ago. Oh, no. I don't think I want to hear this. We can but I'm excited about this, though. Apparently, another installment of the film Rush Hour is coming our way. Oh, God. So, yeah. Recently, Chris Tucker spoke with Vince Carter. 
on his podcast. I didn't even know Vince Carter had a uh, podcast. So shout out to Vince. Um, And he spoke about, you know, his amazing career that he's had over the years and some of his upcoming projects. And the topic came up whether or not there will be a Rush Hour 4. And he did confirm that the film is definitely coming and that Jackie Chan is going to be doing it with him. So Chris was waiting for this. Well, you know, Chris only works every few years, and it's usually for rush hours, so... Because that's what the check is nice. You know, he only come out for a certain price. So I guess the check... You see, we still ain't got that Friday that everybody waiting for. You see what I mean? So I don't think we ever going to get that. I hope so. I do, too. Please do it. Now, Chris got... Let me tell y'all something. Chris, he got bills. He got debt. Like, don't let this... Man, fool you. He was waiting for this Rush Hour movie, okay? He got creditors that he tried to clear up. But, see, but isn't Jackie Chan, like, 82 years old? I don't know if Jackie can do all of those stunts anymore. There we anymore, go. But that's what Rush Hour for. That's or, like, what, that's slow hour. For. Man, don't about Jackie Chan is not overdoing his own stunt. Just, like, <laughs> why do we have a Bad Boys 3? Why? Why? Well, Why? Okay, I know people Why? are going to be really mad at me. And I know you like, looking forward and I, to And I'm it. thinking about a, a person that's going to be really mad at me for saying this because this is actually one of their favorite movies. But I was not a fan of Bad Boys 2. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I was not. I saw it, but it was like, what am I looking at? Like, it was just a whole bunch of nothing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Will Smith and Ron Lawrence are always going to be like my big brothers in my head because they basically grew up in my house with me. Come on now. We watch Fresh Prince and Martin every day. Yeah. But Bad Boys 2 and then you threw Gabrielle Union in there for what? I don't know. Yeah, that just wasn't good. Bad Boys 1 was like classic. Like that was like an excellent movie. So I'm not really looking forward to part three. They are middle-aged and <laughs> old and... We'll Martin and got all fat but and weird sure, and got all gray. I'm sure we'll have some great comedic <laughs> moments. That's all we go have. But it's an action movie, not a comedy. Well, with no, it is. It's an action comedy. Okay. Now it is. It always was. No, it, it was an action movie that had elements of comedy. It was just, it, they had moments of funny. But it was an action movie, not part two. That's when they got into that comedy. And then it was just, like, stupid. Mm just dumb like it never would end like i was like when is this movie gonna end <laughs> yeah i wasn't a fan but you know hey i, I will go support bad boys 3 of course and I'm definitely I going to see check it. out rush hour 4 as well now asleep. speaking of people doing big things because you know let's keep it real rush hour that's a big thing that's it was. a big deal that's a big check chris hey yeah, you know how much else? you got paid for the last one how much 20 million wow Jack well, only got 15 this one right here Okay, when I tell you this woman right here is trying to secure the bag, I am so impressed with this woman on so many levels. And let me tell you what she's about to do now, guys. I got to hype her up for you guys because I was like, what? She's about to do what? Now, we all know Tyra Banks, yes, has had many business ventures throughout her career. But now she's taking it to a whole other level. She has recently revealed that she is opening up her very own theme park. Did you hear that? Theme park. It's called Model Land. Okay, uh, I, I was with you up until 
<laughs> that. What's the main attraction? The smiles, coast. All right, so like, listen. Come on now. Before you start hating. <laughs> I ain't hate. I love uh, that. Model Land <laughs> is set to open in late 2019 in Santa Monica, California, and the 21,000 square feet space will include retail and dining options. And she expressed her excitement for the theme park in which she says that she's been working on this for 10 years. Year. She said, quote, I've always been insanely inspired by attractions like Disneyland and Universal Studios, and I have wanted to bring that spirit of adventure and storytelling to the world of modeling, but not the exclusive modeling industry. I'm talking about modeling for the masses. So I'm going. I want to. I want to see this. Yeah, me t- I, I'm curious because I've always looked. OK, something y'all going to learn about me and Stacey, you know, this. I ain't ashamed. My guiltiest pleasure in the whole wide world has always been America's Next Top Model. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Stacey, you remember that? Don't yeah. call my phone. Don't I call. Know. Don't text. Y'all know, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, I'm watching Tyra and my models. So she always, like, but what I love about Tyra, I ain't going to hate, she would try something once. Remember when she tried to be <laughs> this pop star? Yeah. <laughs> what happened with that? <laughs> we didn't care. Exactly. Sorry, Tyra. You know you're my girl, but we didn't care. Yeah. What the hell was you doing? We we didn't. So now this model land thing, I mean, that's different because you don't hear too many people no. getting into the like the theme park business. Right. That's why I'm like, this is huge. Yeah. Like, I'm you, impressed. Like you said, like the only theme parks are like the ones that have been there like since forever. Like before we like Disney, Universal, uh, what's, what's some theme parks? Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Right. Right, you know what Island. I said? King's Island. No. People st- is that still open? I don't know. But <laughs> I went there as a kid. Uh, you might throw Babalo in there then if you're going to hey, do that. Babalo too. Hey. That was I wonder what's going on with that piece of land over there. But to hear, like, and then as a, and it's a good segue, she a black woman who's opening up her own theme park. That's big. Yes. Oprah, where you at? Hey. <laughs> That's okay. I, I know Oprah ain't got. Oprah to do doesn't nothing. have to do anything else. Okay, right, she's accomplished enough. Okay, yeah. She, All right, she, she, no. All right, I got one more story for you guys. So, in honor of Black History Month, we cannot not talk about Aretha Franklin, right? I mean, she was <sighs> such a huge historic figure in Black culture, and yeah. one of the things that I'm really excited about is that they're going to be doing a tribute to her for the 2019 Grammys because the Grammys are just a few days away and they announced that hmm. that Yolanda Adams, oh. Fantasia oh. and Andra Day have been added to the bill to honor Aretha Franklin. Who is that? We're going to find out at the 2019 Grammys this Sunday. <laughs> I feel I, bad that I don't know who that is. Now, what's interesting is, you know, they did a tribute to Aretha like back at the, I think it was the 2012 Grammys. And it was mm-hmm. Yolanda Adams, Jennifer Hudson, Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera in there. I think it was, I want to say Florence from Florence and the Machine. Uh-huh. And it was somebody else. I don't remember who the other person was. But I remember Fantasia was upset pissed that she didn't get invited to go into that uh tribute so well let me tell you something uh, fantasia earned yeah, this man, she can ha- for her performance and even though Ooh. it wasn't a performance but what, uh, what would you call it a performance it was a performance, a performance. Um, at yeah. aretha's memorial service oh, because my. she tore the house down trying to tell so she earned her spot for like this, this tribute if you said the tribute was fantasia 
Fantasia Barino, Fanny. I've been okay with that. Just give it oh, all yeah. to her. Give it Just all give her. it all to. Her. Okay. Just let her have a whole set. I mean, Yolanda, she cool too. But Fantasia, yeah, man. So then, that's that's dope. I, I just wonder how Jennifer Lopez is going to do with that Motown tribute. <laughs> right. Well, we don't have enough time to talk about that for the uh, hot topics. But uh, we're going to move right along and get into our black history. But first, we're going to take a break. So yes. we're going to be, you know, playing music to celebrate, you know, our black history. So yes. what's the first song up? Oh, this is a classic. This is actually kind of the song that is responsible for starting the civil rights movement. This is James Brown. And he told us to say it first. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. We are back on Unapologetic, and that was James Brown oh, with yeah. Say It Loud. Yeah. I'm black and I'm proud. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Sorry. Sorry, guys. That was our next song. Rayshawn just got excited. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're celebrating Black History Month. So if you're just joining us, we're going to be talking about historical figures in black history. Maybe some of those figures that you don't really know about. As Rayshawn mentioned earlier, we know, obviously, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, George Washington Carver. But there are also historical black figures that are not known for some of their inventions and some of the things that they've done. And so we're going to celebrate them tonight. So I'm going to start off with Marie Van Britten Brown. Now, in case you've never heard of her, you definitely want to thank her for helping to keep your home safe because she is the originator and the inventor of the home security system. Mm. Yeah, so she actually created it in 1966 along with her husband, Albert Brown, and the patent was granted in 1969. Now, she was born in Jamaica, Queens, New York, and she did pass away there at the age of 76 Mm -hmm. in 1999. So, yeah, we have her to thank for keeping our home safe. I mean, we think about it. Where would she live? Yeah, she was, you know. <laughs> she have a choice. She's like, oh, queens. yeah, I got to do something. <laughs> Jamaica queen. Jamaica queen. Ain't that what 50? <laughs> Didn't yeah. get shot like nine times there or something? Well, she was originally born in Massachusetts, mm. and her mother's roots originated from Pennsylvania. Brown mm. and her husband lived in Jamaica, Queens, as I mentioned earlier, and she worked as a nurse, and her husband was an electronics technician. So they did not always have the same hours. So because of that, they were not home often. So right. they had to create a system to keep their home safe and specifically uh, for their children. So mm. that's when they came up with this idea to create a home security system because she didn't always feel safe. Um, and the crime rate was increasing mm-hmm. at the time. And so she and her husband decided to create this home security system. So all you ADT users and Brinks, mm-hmm. you have to think. What, what, I'm sorry. What was her name again? What was the Oh, her full name is Marie Van Britten Brown. Marie Van Britten. Miss Brown. Miss Brown. Miss Brown. So that's you have to thank for keeping your home safe and giving you peace of mind from these intruders. Absolutely. Even businesses. I was going to say, even businesses use security systems. So so. everyone uses them. Thank you, Mother Brown. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So shout out to Marie Van Britten Brown. Absolutely. Rayshawn, who do you have on your list that we're honoring tonight? I got Mr. Louis Latimer. Let me tell you about Mr. Latimer. Mr. Latimer was a bad mother. Let me tell you. Now, he was born in September 4th. 1848. Oh, September 4th. That's, he shares a birthday with somebody else we know. Beyonce. Ah. So he was born in Chelsea, Massachusetts, actually. Now, he has an interest. His 
father actually has an interesting story. His family, they actually ran away from Virginia because his family was born to slaves. They ran away from Virginia to Boston in 1742. And then the slave owner came to try to bring them back. Like he found them in Boston. I don't know how he did that. And tried to bring them back and he wasn't having it. So that actually kind of started with, you know, him, his dad moving to Boston and the slave owner coming back. That actually kind of kicked off the kind of the movement to abolish slavery. A lot of people don't know that. This is Mr. Latimer and his people. So, oh, excuse me. So Mr. Latimer, after his family was able to buy his freedom and stay in Boston, because clearly they didn't go back. They weren't having that. He joined the Navy at the age of 15. Oh, wow. Believe it or not, I didn't know you can even do that then. And he served for three years. And then after he quit the Navy, he got a job as an office boy at a patent law firm. So with this law firm, he was able to draw and he was able to sketch. And he had like this natural ability, like dude was bad. I'm trying to tell you all that because after a while, he got promoted to head draftsman. So he came in making $3 a week, got promoted within months, was making $20 a week. I know what y'all thinking, but this was the 1800s. That was some pretty decent money for uh, especially a black man back in the day. Now, this is where it gets interesting. In nineteen, I'm sorry, nineteen. In eighteen seventy six, he actually got a job working with Mr. Alexander Grand Bell. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know that man, telephone. don't you? Who you think gave him the patent for the first telephone? It was Louis Latimer. Oh. So you have him to thank for that phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah, there's Mr. Lewis. Now he gave him the first draft for what would be known as the telephone. That was in 1876, and in 1881, along with his partner Joseph Nichols, he invented a carbon filament, improving on an invention. He already it was already invented, but he improved it. And guess what invention that was? What? That was the light bulb. Oh, wow. Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. He did. Mm-hmm. But the filament that goes inside the light bulb that keeps it lit was made of paper. That's what Thomas did it. So light bulbs, they went out like you get them Monday, Tuesday, you're getting another one. He invented a carbon type of filament that would last longer. So he improved on the light bulb. So these light bulbs that we're using right now, Mr. Latimer, and he actually sold that patent to the United States Electric Company in 1881. And now this is why I say he's a bad mofo. Those summer nights when you hot <laughs> and you turn on that air conditioning, mm-hmm. guess who invented that? Ah. ah! Mr. Lewis Latimer. So I just want to let y'all know that a black man was the one that gave you your telephone, the light bulb, and air conditioning. And you know it was a black man that invented air conditioning. Because <laughs> you know we don't like all that heat. <laughs> too yeah. hot. So, you know, I could just see him go, I see, it's too damn hot up in here. We need to do something about this. Hi. So, that's one of our unspoken heroes. So, if y'all didn't know who invented the air conditioning, it was a black man. All right. Well, shout out to Mr. Latimer. Yes. I say he was very interesting. I all right. Him. All right. So, who you got? All right. So, the next one I have up is someone that was a huge innovator in the beauty industry. So we all know about Madam C.J. Walker, who was one of my favorite uh, 
What? Black heroes? No. Okay. I, I, I know you Listen, love. I love anyone that helps with the beautification exactly. of women. Got that okay? hair again. <laughs> yes. So I got to shout out this woman uh, who helped to keep my hair and so many countless other people's hair out there looking flawless as we speak. Beyonce has her to thank. Okay. Rihanna, yeah. Cardi B, oh, Nicki myself, Minaj, Nicki Minaj all yeah. of your favorites. Okay. We have her to thank. And that is Christina Jenkins, the inventor mm. of the sew-in weave. <laughs> oh. Yes. You, I never knew who invented that. Okay, I've learned something. Yes, so in 1951, Ms. yes, Miss Jenkins, in 1951, <laughs> Christina Jenkins actually submitted a patent for the hair weave. Now, she was a former wig company employee, and she created a new process of adding synthetic extensions by sewing in the hair onto cornrows. So, similar to Madam C.J. Walker, she owned, actually opened up her own cosmetology school to teach others her technique. So, yes. Get the hell out of here. You know, for some reason, it's just one of those things that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. But then when you learn, like, okay, cause, oh, what sister you don't know out here who, okay, I know, like, natural is in, you know, letting your natural curls shine all through. But come on now. <laughs> it was a lot of y'all following behind Mary J. Blige. Absolutely. Okay. And her tracks used to show. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Back in the day. So I always wondered. So in 1951, wasn't it Christine Jenkins? Yes. Well, Chris- it would be a one of them old Jenkins children, wouldn't it? Christina Jenkins. Yes. She, she, so she was the one that did the first sewing. Yeah. So she actually owned and operated her own Christina's Hair Weave Penthouse Salon. In the Shaker Heights section of Cleveland until 1993. So she actually opened the salon in 1952, and she was there until 1993. So, Do we know if she's still alive or not? No, unfortunately, mm. she did pass away in 2003 at the age of 82. Oh, 82. I know that hair was laid for that funeral, boy. She had better <laughs> have been the creator of the sewing. Yes. Come on now. So thank you, Christina. Thank you, Sister Jenkins. Yes. Because if it wasn't for you, some man wasn't for that sewing. Some of these man. dimes, man, would be pennies with holes. I'm trying to tell you. Oh gosh, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> yes, we are. But when we come back, we will reveal Rayshawn's next black hero. Yeah, and this is an interesting one. So y'all want to hear this one? So okay. yeah, here we go. <laughs> We're back on Unapologetic, and that was Aretha Franklin hey, with Respect. So. so, y'all better respect. I'm still over here thinking about Christina Jenkins, man. Dog, y'all better respect her, because if it wasn't for us, I don't know what some of y'all bras would be, okay? Really? Oh, well, some of y'all sisters would be. Yeah, nah. I heard broad was an official term. I don't know why, but I, I just heard that it is. But. Kate, do you find that term offensive? Broad. It's not my favorite. But, no, but yeah. okay, what makes it offensive though? It's not like it's a bad. It's not like it's the B, other B word. <laughs> it's usually when you hear the term "broad." In most circumstances, it's said in a negative light. Okay, mm-hmm. like that broad over there, or <laughs> okay. What what if because how this discussion came up? I am this field that I'm in. I'm in banking. You guys, I had an older gentleman who came in and he said. Boy, there's some good-looking broads in here. But is that offensive? 
I mean, it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Oh. Put it that way. Wait, we, we gonna leave it. it, it I would it, say it's, it's completely not. offensive. It could be used offensively or not offensively, but for the most part, it, when that term is used, it's used in a in derogatory. A way. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. So I, I won't try to, to eliminate broad. <laughs> Thank you. But I did grow up on Broad Street. I don't want to put that up. But we're gonna continue this about our African American. Well, Black History Month, um, kind of history lesson that we're giving you. We learned first. We learned about the inventor of um, the weave. Yeah. <laughs> Still, and shocked by that. The air conditioning, and who was the first woman we learned about? Oh, the home security system. Yes, the home security system. So now we're about to learn about someone. Now, I know you've heard the name Charles Drew, Stacey. You've heard of him. Yes. And I know you've heard the name. Oh Lord Jesus. Before 2016, he actually was a respectable guy, Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson. See how silent it got? See, he he was somebody before. Anyway, so this guy I'm about to talk about, his name is actually James Durham. Say, so, do you ever heard of James Durham? No. I didn't think you did. He was the actually the very first African-American to perform medicine formally. First black like kind of quote unquote doctor. And the reason why I have to say that is because he never got an MD, but he was the very first black man to open up his own medical practice. Now he was born May 2nd, 1762 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was actually born into slavery and he was owned by several doctors. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. So one of his, owners, Dr. Bob Love, kind of encouraged him to kind of go into medicine. I guess he saw something in him, you know. He he, he was one of those good workers in the field that oh, knew how to tend to wounds, I guess, you know. So with that encouragement, he did work as a nurse. And now this is dope because he worked as a nurse, and in 1786, he was able to buy his own freedom. And with that, by his own freedom, he was actually able to open up his own medical practice in New Orleans, making him the very first African-American to formally practice medicine. So I thought that was dope. That is dope. Yeah. And like I said, and it was with no formal education. Like he, he didn't get, you know, your MD, like, you know, your actual medical degree. But. He practiced medicine and he actually was so good at it that he was able to become a throat specialist. And he came up with kind of how, case in point, in uh, this polar vortex bullshit that we're dealing with, when the temperature is negative 20 degrees and then it's 50 degrees the next day and then it goes back to negative 10 and then it comes up to 40. You know how that affects the throat and it gets scratchy. And yeah. he was the first to make that connection. Really? He was the first to determine how climate, is, how it affects the throat, the whole respiratory. James Durham. I, I, I can't, we can't call him Dr. James because he technically was not a doctor. Right. But damn that, Dr. James Durham. All so, right. yes, before Charles Drew, before... Ben Carson. I'm so I still love Ben Carson because Oh yeah. He's still a he's part still, of our history. Yes. Even whatever. Regardless of his <laughs> views, you know, he's accomplished a lot. He has accomplished a lot. 
Uh, but I think James Durham is a name that we definitely need to put down in the books to be remembered. That was a good one. See, we're learning here on Unapologetic. I hope yes. you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. Exactly. That's why we do it unapologetically, you know? Yes. Our yes. way. So say who you got. All right. So the I'm next excited. person I have up is Sarah Boone. Have you heard of Sarah Boone? I can not. Well, you can thank Sarah for you always being so, you know, fresh and, you know, put together and pressed and whatnot when you walk in a room because she invented the ironing board. <laughs> yeah. So oh. she helped us to stay wrinkle free so that we can always look our best and look polished and put together when we walk into a room. So she actually obtained the rights for the ironing board. Well, the patent for the uh, ironing board in 1892. So, yes, she came up with the invention of the ironing board. Now, she was actually a dressmaker. And while she was a dressmaker, she figured out a way that she needed a, a steady space to actually press out the dresses. And so she came up with the invention of the ironing board. I mean, that's kind of dope because if it wasn't for that, think about it. We wouldn't have dry cleaning services. I know. And then we will always be tacky. Like, don't you ever see somebody who's just like, you didn't think to just iron that at all, did you? You just rolled up out the bed and just grabbed whatever you thought was clean. No, she originally came up with the concept. Like I said, she was a dressmaker um, because she wanted to improve ironing the sleeves and the bodies of the garments. Now, the original board was very narrow, curved, and made of wood, and the shape and structure allowed it to fit a sleeve, and it was reversible, so one could actually iron both sides of the sleeve. So, yeah. Shout out to Sarah Boone. Sarah Boone. Yes. Okay. Now, what is one thing that black people love more than anything, Stacey? What's one thing that we love? I don't know. There's so many things. The Lord. Yes. Black people, like we, we, any problem you have, you give it to who? To God. You give it to God. All blessings come from? Those above. There you go. So we love the Lord. And now, do you ever heard of, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly, Lee Muel Hayes? No. Lee Muel Hayes. He was actually considered the first black Ordained minister. Hmm. Yes. He was born uh, July 18th, 1753. Cancer, July baby in the house. I'm the 22nd. Holla. He was born in Connecticut. He was actually, of course, um, his mother was white. Dad was black. Um, we don't want to talk about how that happened because clearly he was born into slavery. So, you know, master's daughter, wife, you know. So we ain't going to go go there. But he was a regular church goer, and he began to preach as a boy. Now, he actually served in the American Revolutionary War, which a lot of people don't even know. That was the war that America fought for their independence from um, Britain at the time. We were under all these taxes. I think, America, you need to you know go back to that period of time and just, just think about it for a minute. Um, so he was ordained in the Congregational Church in 1785, and he pastored a church in is called Torrigan, Connecticut, for three years. Excuse me. He actually became got his education 
in Connecticut, and that's how he got his formal clergy education, and he became a clergyman. Wow. And then became pastor, one of the very first ordained ministers, black ordained ministers <laughs> in the United States. Okay. And now, the reason why I point that, because you know black people love the church. Yeah. Like, we, we go to, every, if your husband cheated on you, just pray about it. You know, like, don't we just say, did you pray about it? Every problem we have, what's the first thing black people go to? Yeah. So, thank to Minister Hayes. He was our very first minister that got y'all right with the Lord. Well, shout out to Reverend Hayes. Reverend, oh yeah, Reverend, elder, minister, pastor, whatever you want to call him. But, yeah, during slavery, he was saving souls. And giving us peace of mind, giving us hope that Mm -hmm. for a better tomorrow. Absolutely. And I'm still waiting for that tomorrow. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and go to another break. But when we come back, we're going to give our final um, inventors or historical figures um, that we are celebrating for Black History Month. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're talking about historical black inventors and historical figures and people that have done things that you probably don't even know anything about. But they should be celebrated. They should be celebrated all year round. But, you know, it's Black History Month, so we're going to celebrate them. Well, Rayshawn and I are going to continue to celebrate them all year round. But exactly. Tonight, Unapologetic, we're going to celebrate them for Black History Month. So I'm going to talk about Mary Kenner as we close out this evening's show. Hmm. Now, Rayshawn, can you guess what Mary invented? Mary Kenner. Um, who would be the most beneficial Women. from her invention? Okay. Name me one in particular. Like one person that you know, like with oh, uh, no, just all women. All women. Just, oh, oh, oh. Okay, what she do? The tampon. Close. She invented the sanitary belt with moisture-proof napkin pocket. Oh. So the sanitary napkin wasn't used until 1956, thirty years after she had first invented it. But the company that okay. first showed interest in her invention rejected it after they discovered that she was an African-American woman. Of course. So between 1956 and 1987, she received five patents for her household and personal item creations, which also include the bathroom tissue holder. <laughs> now that's what's up. What's her name again? Mary Kenner. Mary Kenner. Yes. And she also, and this is also something that's really helpful too. She also patented the carrier attachment for an invalid walker in 1959. So basically the walkers that are out today to help people walk, she helped to improve the walker. Then look at her. Oh, Miss Kenner. Yes. So all women, we need to shout out Mary yes, Kenner for do. helping us every month. <laughs> Okay, you know and uh, even though you know you're making light of it, no, Rayshon, I'm not. No, on seriousness, that's a, a that's a, a that's a huge invention, mind you. I always wanted to know, like, y'all weren't born with tampons. Somebody had to create the first one. You see what I'm saying? Like somebody was like, uh, well, the uh, first was not the tampon; it was the sanitary napkin. Oh well, whatever. I don't know what y'all got. 
But somebody had to come up with it first. Now, like, okay, this ain't right. I can't be having this be trickling down my legs. Okay, Rayshon, we're not going to get gross. Can we even <laughs> say this on air? I, mean, I guess I know we're unapologetic. Hey, he, like, why, why, why hide it? So, wait, uh, uh, am I the final one? Yes. I'm the last one? Yes. Okay, I had one, but I'm, I'm not even going to do that one. Because I'm going to do the one, like, it's not even in my notes. I'm going to do it off the fly, off the cuff. Because if you want to talk about first who African-Americans who did it first and he's not in history books yet, but he's made history and he will be like our grandchildren will be learning about this man. And that is Obama Hussein Barack, the first black president of the United States of America. I don't think I need to say nothing else. That's the show y'all. Did you say his name backwards? What did I say? Oh, I did say his name backwards. It's Barack Hussein Obama. Sorry, y'all. This Tito's is getting to me tonight. Yes, the very first president of the very first black president of the United States of America. I mean, what is can I say about this man? Like, what's there to say? He went against all odds, fought all odds, and whatever dagger dart spear they threw at him he took it with such dignity and such grace and such sophistication like that's the uncle in my head that i never had that i I never knew that i ever wanted and everything that him and not only him his wife beautiful michelle obama yes yes and his wonderful daughters Everything that they took just for them being in the position that they're in and for being black. And they both took it with such grace, dignity. And if I can quote another historical figure from the African-American community, Theo Huxtable, they took it all with stride. (laughs) And they he will always be like actually that whole family will always be like heroes in my eyes for because mind you it's one thing to be the first but to also take everything that came with that you know what i'm saying when he went into office his hair was black yeah he sure got up out of there with a whole whole hair for the gray but that's every president that is every president yeah and the fact that he got elected for two terms uh stacy i'm gonna tell you something i probably never told nobody else i don't ever 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 foresee us having another black president like i think that was one and done i, I don't i think i don't believe that I, I i don't think we're gonna have another one i i just don't you don't think we're gonna have another one or you won't live to see it probably uh, column a <laughs> column b uh I, I just don't and if we ever do i hope we do like i'm not i i, I not saying that it cannot happen they have some big ass shoes to fill because that man right there, like, again, you didn't agree with everything that he did, but what president did you? You know what I mean? You got to take the good with the bad, but for what his contribution that he did for his people will definitely go down in history. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, 
Our time is up. I hope you yes. guys enjoy the show with us celebrating Black History Month and those historical figures in black history. And we will be back the first week of March, every Thursday, live at 8 p.m. Learned a little something. So, yes, continue to celebrate Black History Month and also celebrate love. Yes, love is in the air. Happy Valentine's Day to yes, all yes. the couples and singles out there. We. Maybe next year is uh, oh, VI here. All right. Well, you guys take care. We're out of here. Yes. Peace out.